You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 161. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we have an extra special guest. Now, I always tell you we have a special guest. They're all special to me, but this one is extra, extra special because it is my husband, Hobie Porterfield. Now, if you listen to my podcast, you've heard me refer to him as my hunky husband, but he's also been my cheerleader, my sounding board, my confidant, my escape throughout all of this craziness of building an online business for over six years now. He was there from the get-go. So I met and married Hobie while I was still working at Tony Robbins. He was a general contractor at the time, and right when I left my corporate job, he decided that he wanted to become a firefighter. Now, in California, you do not try to become a firefighter at 36, 37 years old, but that's what he wanted to do. So at the time when I was growing my online business, Hobie was trying to become a San Diego firefighter. Kind of crazy, to say the least. So we really had some tough times from the get-go. And I want to talk to you about what that looked like and what it looks like today, because in my world, business is personal and personal is business. It all really collides. I mean, it physically collides because my office is in my home, and it also collides in theory because I'm always thinking about business, but I'm always thinking about the personal stuff as well. Like it kind of just gets all mixed up in my head a lot of the times. And it has been incredibly valuable to have a spouse, a partner in my life that has come on this journey with me. He hasn't just been looking at all of this from the sidelines. He's been actively involved, but he hasn't been making decisions about funnels and ads and email subscribers and all that. So we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to share with you the fact that I believe as entrepreneurs, we have to protect and nurture our most important relationships because let's be honest, we all get a little crazy at times as we grow our business. And it's not always smooth sailing, especially in the early years. And if your partner looks at what you're doing as a hobby or as a side gig, or something that's not really going to affect them, then quite honestly, it's going to be harder for you to reach the success you're looking for. So I want to encourage you to bring them into your world. And Hobie and I are going to talk about how we've done that throughout the last few years. So to give you just a little taste, we're going to talk about the trials and tribulations of being married to someone growing a business, how a partner can be sensitive to the needs of the entrepreneur and how you, the entrepreneur, can be sensitive to the needs of your partner. So very important. I've been guilty of being incredibly selfish along this journey, so I'm going to kind of dish on some of my mistakes along the way. We're also going to talk about how Hobie and I make it work every day. It ain't always pretty, but I know at the end of the day, there's a deep, deep love there and respect and appreciation. And we're going to talk about how we got there because believe me, it has not always been easy. So please know that my goal of this episode is to help you approach your most cherished relationships 
in a way that will help you thrive as an entrepreneur, but feel totally loved and supported every step of the way. And believe me, if you're thinking, okay, well, this episode's not about funnels or ads or email marketing or whatever, so I'm going to skip this one. Hold your horses there because I can promise you your intimate relationships are going to either help or deter your success along the way. There's no doubt in my mind. So if you take this episode seriously, you're going to set yourself up for even bigger success. I just know it in my gut. So let's dive in and welcome my better half. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. Obi Porterfield, thanks for coming on my podcast. Yeah, thank you, Amy Porterfield. <laughs> this feels so official, doesn't it? It does. I don't really know how to conduct myself. I know. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Do you feel the jitters? Yeah, I'm definitely nervous. Okay. I promise I'll be easy on you. I just want to let everyone know how this is all going down. So we actually started to record in my podcasting little nook in my home office, and we were sharing one mic, and we were literally practically sitting on top of each other so we could be close to the mic. And would you say that was just a tad bit awkward, Hobie? Made it completely impossible to be able to focus on any questions other than you were practically sitting in my lap. (laughs) So that is a great opportunity, right? But not for a podcast. Yeah, it wasn't working. It wasn't working for us. And Hobie was fidgeting like beyond belief, driving me nuts. So we thought, okay, this ain't working. We got to change it around. So now Hobie is in the other room on Skype and I'm at my podcasting equipment I think we could breathe a little easier. So this is going to go down really nicely now. Would you agree? It's way easier to be professional when you're not invading my personal space. (laughs) Okay. So let's just get right into it. And I want to start out with asking you some of the good stuff because we're going to get into the nitty gritty, what's really tough, where we've had obstacles. And again, the whole goal is to offer some insight to those that are growing their business and they want to protect their most sacred relationships. But I want to start out with the good stuff. And this question is a little self-serving because I want to know how you'd answer it. But what do you think is one of the best things about being married to an entrepreneur? Best thing for me with you is I think it's watching you grow because, you know, from the very beginning, you didn't really have a lot of confidence. You were doubting yourself a lot. You were comparing yourself to other people. And I've got to watch you over the 
the past couple of years, especially just becoming confident and knowing that you're good at what you're doing and being able to see that to me has been beyond rewarding because I, I think it's awesome when you're watching somebody that you care as much about as I do with you to, to see them just literally kicking butt. It's pretty awesome. I bet it was tough for you. I'm just guessing because I know your personality well, but I bet it was tough for you in those early years, like right when I left Tony Robbins and I started my own thing to see me doubt myself every single day and see me struggle. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of conversations. Do you remember the conversations like, Hobie, I think I'm going to have to go back to a full-time job. This is never going to work. I'm going to have to go back to corporate. Do you remember all those days? I do. And I, I remember nonstop. The one thing that we kept talking about that I wish I could claim responsibility for coming up for it, but somebody else said it and I just stole it from them. And that was that, what's the worst that could happen? You have to go back to a regular job. Yeah, like, but think, as an entrepreneur, that does feel like the end of the world sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I and it definitely, I definitely saw that stress on you. So it's definitely, it's hard. I, re, I remember those, the beginning watching how hard it was for you, which made it hard for me because I just wanted to jump in and help. And there really wasn't a lot I could do other than be supportive. And I think that was huge. So you would tell me every single day, you've got this, you're not going back to a J-O-B, you can do this, I'm behind you. I think sometimes that's all I needed to hear because let's be honest, you didn't necessarily know about the industry that I was in. And even still to this day, when I talk about Facebook ads and funnels and conversions and email lists and subscribers and all that you kind of get it a little bit more now, but that's not like your favorite conversation, right? <laughs> no, I get it a little bit more, but I didn't get it at all when this started. So every time we met somebody that, you know, had a reputation or was significant in your industry, it, 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 I didn't understand it at all because I had never seen them before, never heard of them before. And it, it was kind of educational to say the least. Don't let me forget to ask you a question about that a little bit later on. I want to talk to you about me being in a work setting and you being by my side and some of the weirdness that we've dealt with because of that. So yeah. I want to honestly talk about that and what we do about it now. But before we get there, what do you think your role has been, especially let's like focus on my early years. Like our relationship now is I'm an entrepreneur and I've built my business. It's so much easier now that it's more established than it was back then. And I really want to talk to the entrepreneurs today that are just getting things started and they feel that they've got some awkwardness, some uncomfortable situations, some unknowns in their relationships because of the stress of being an entrepreneur, because we can be crazy as we grow our business. Hobie's seen me be crazy many times. So what do you think your role has been, especially in those early years as my husband, when I was growing this business? I think biggest for sure is motivator. Like my job was to try and stop you from doubting yourself, just to tell you that you could do it. And I believed that I wasn't trying to make something up or give you some kind of false hope. But I definitely think that the more I motivated you, the more it helped you be confident, which helped go another step further. And I think motivator was definitely it. I think secondary to that would definitely be listener. Yeah. Because that, that was one that to me is the hardest part. If you're the other person, like, you know, you're the entrepreneur, I'm your spouse. And a hard part for me 
and I know there's a lot of people this way, I want to fix things. And I especially want to fix things for you. And I realized probably, I don't know, about a half a year into your first year that you didn't need me to fix things. You needed me to let you talk things out and just listen to you. Yes. And and that, that was, man, that was hard because I fix everything. That's my job. Like, I don't even talk about something unless I'm in the process of fixing it. So it was it was really good for me to be able to learn to just listen and not have to actively participate. And I'm really big in communicating with your spouse or your partner about what you need. And so I was lucky that Hobie got it. He realized, wait a second, she's not looking for advice or a lecture or feedback. She's just looking for me to listen. And so I was lucky that you got it. But sometimes you have to tell your partner, this is what I need from you. And here's the greatest thing about being in an industry that your partner really doesn't know a lot about. Hobie really couldn't come to the table and say, okay, so you should run this funnel and start it here and go into that campaign (laughs) and then run this Facebook ad. Like he was never going to give me that advice. I thought I did give you that advice. (laughs) No, babe, no. And I love that you didn't because that would have been overwhelming. I get enough advice from my business partner and those on my team and those in my mastermind. What was so great, and this is what I want you all to take advantage of in the person that loves you the most as you're growing your business is tell them what you're feeling. Tell them what you're frustrated about. And I think the biggest gift you gave me, Hobie, is that you gave me some insight about my personality. So you didn't really know about the funnels or the Facebook ads or what wasn't working, but you'd say, hey, babe, I know that this is your personality and I know you're going to worry about this or that, but remember remember when you did this or that, like you always brought it back to who I was at a, as a person versus just the business. And you put this human touch to it. And that was a huge gift. I don't even know if you knew you did that, but that was a huge gift. And I think if we ask our partners, hey, just relate it back to me and support me in this and don't think that you have to give me advice about all the business stuff, that was huge for me. I appreciate that because I I definitely think that everybody has a tendency to want to answer the question, whether they actually know the answer or not. And for me, it was, I had to concentrate hard on not trying to answer questions that I 100% did not have the answer to. Right. And as a man, I know that's tough, but I love that you didn't. Now tell me this, what do you think is the most frustrating thing or things? I'm going to guess there's more than one about (laughs) being married to an entrepreneur. I would have to say it's the weeks leading up to a launch, like especially the week before a launch. What are you talking about? I'm sweet as pie leading up to a launch. Oh, man. Okay, okay. I'm wearing a flak jacket and a bomber hat whenever (laughs) the the week before comes on. that's so sad. It's not that bad. It's bad, but it's It's not that bad. (laughs) So I think that just the overwhelming stress that you go through when you're about to do a launch and when it's first happening because there's always going to be a hiccup. Even now with the, I mean, you, you know exactly what you're doing today. And every time that we have a launch, there's still little things that happen. Yep. And that, you know, it's stressful and it's hard because sometimes you're thinking about what went wrong or what you need to do. And it stresses you out. And, and sometimes it'll come out a little sideways and it'll, you know, you'll think that something I'm doing 
is creating a problem. So that, that part's kind of hard. That's the, that's where I think the communication, the practice with communication comes in the most important because it's easy to, to kind of get angry at one another and, and forget that there's a root cause of it and it's not each other. So I'm so glad you brought this one up because it is very true, you know, that saying that you hurt the ones you love the most. And unfortunately, Hobie is like my target during a launch. And I'm totally not proud to say this, but he can look at me sideways and I just want to pounce all over him because I am full of stress leading up to these launches. So in the early days, we would just fight, like we would bicker at each other and that would really throw me off to focus on the launch. So now that we've done it enough and you can take this lesson today, you don't have to do a bunch of launches to learn this lesson. And that is I communicate with Hobie. Okay. So we're two weeks out from a launch. And for me, the weeks leading up to a launch are the most stressful. Once we launch, I feel like, okay, I could breathe a little bit, but leading up to it, getting everything ready is when I'm most stressed out. So I'll let him know we're a few weeks up until the launch. I'm feeling super overwhelmed. I need to do this and need to do that. I just need to get it off my chest. He could care less if what I list about all the things I need to do, but he knows again, I just need to talk. That might be more of a female thing, but I need to do it. But then he's super aware. And I will say, I know Hobie's not perfect, but he sure is close to it. And what he will do is he will do little things throughout the day. And he'll come up and he'll pour me some lemon water during the day just to make sure I'm staying hydrated. Or he'll come in and make sure I have coffee or ask me what I want for dinner. Now, we have a good life because Hobie is a firefighter, meaning he's home for 24 hours at a time. It also means he's gone for 24 hours at a time a lot. But when he's home and I'm in a launch, he'll make it his mission to take care of me. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Because I, I know how hard you're working. And I know that when I'm away, that makes it even harder for you. So when I am around, it, it's just important to me to help as much as I can. Totally. I just love it. So let's talk a little bit more about what frustrates you, because I think there's one thing you've told me before that I think a lot of entrepreneurs make the same mistake I'm making, and I want them to hear from you how much it's frustrating. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I was still thinking about the, the week or two before the launch. <laughs> okay, babe, we're moving on. I know I'm a wreck during those times, but anything else you could think of? Yeah, there's there's times I think with you being involved in, and there's so, so many different areas of social media that it can be easy to get lost in a social community world. Or on my phone in general. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say <laughs> Just, in a very long way. Babe, you can be honest here. My listeners want you to be very honest. So uh, Everything on Instagram <laughs> is not related to your work. Okay. So this is an argument Hobie and I have. I love Instagram, as you all know, and I love doing Insta stories and watching Instagram and Insta stories. And Hobie will say, babe, why are you looking at all of these people that you don't even know who they are or what they're doing? Like, why do you care? And Hobie, we've never talked about it this much in depth, but would you agree that it's not so much that you care what I'm looking at? It's that when I do it. Yeah. It's all about the timing for me because I get a hundred percent that there are definitely, you have to be connected to that world, but you know, when, when it's just the two of us together or we're doing something, that world needs to go away. 
So we have this funny thing where we made this up at the airport because we were standing in a really long line at the airport coming back from our last family vacation. And I was on my phone. I mean, I think that's what we all do. We're standing in line. No one's really talking. So I got on my phone and I was looking through tons of Instagram stories. And well, I was talking. Okay. So Hobie said he was talking to me and I, you guys, I couldn't even hear him. It's almost like I totally tune everything out when I'm looking at any kind of social media or anything on my phone. So a good five, 10 minutes passed and I looked up and I could feel, you know, you can feel your partner's frustration and he didn't say a word to me and I could feel he was mad at me. And I said, what's, what's your problem? What's wrong? And he said, for the last 10 minutes, we've been standing in this line. We haven't said a word to each other because your head is in that phone. He said, be here with me. Do you remember this whole thing? I do. Yeah. This is a little argument we had, but he said, be here with me. And at first guys, I want to tell you, I was frustrated. Like, you know, lay off. I'm, I always say, and I know this is wrong, but I say like, this is my work. This is what I do. But I think I use that as an excuse too much. You know, my world in terms of my business is on my phone. I can see everything I need to see on my phone. So I use that as an excuse. And here's where my aha moment was. And I don't think I've shared this with you yet, Hobie, but I realized I have this amazing husband that wants my attention and wants to spend more time with me. And he wants to talk with me. And he's standing here saying, please put down the phone. And how could I ever think that something on that phone is more important than spending time with him? We all know that we do this business or a lot of us do this business to have freedom as entrepreneurs. And here I am tied to my phone every minute. So we now have this funny thing where if I'm on my phone too much and I get sucked into it because I do still get sucked into it, we have a code word. And the code word is... George Clooney, George Clooney. (laughs) I don't know why is George Clooney. We made it up standing in line at the airport after this argument. Something must have been on Instagram where I saw George Clooney. So if my husband says to me, George Clooney, that means you are getting sucked into your phone. Come back to me. Let's be here together. And there's tons of times when I'm not with Hobie. So I have enough time to get on social media to not be present with him because I'm not with him. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys that As an entrepreneur, we can use an excuse like we have to be tied to our phone. We don't. We truly don't. And if you have a partner that wants to spend time with you, that's so just cherish every minute of that. At least that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products. And I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy. 
all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So I feel like I'm talking too much. I want you to talk a lot because this is my show and they hear from me all the time. So here's <laughs> a question that I have for you. And that is over the years, I talked about this in the intro, but you have become a firefighter over, I don't know, the last five or six years, would you say? Yeah. And I can't, it feels like the time has flown by. So we had this huge difference in our lives where you went from a general contractor to becoming a firefighter. And at the same time, I quit Tony Robbins and started this business. So over the years, I've started to make more money than you, which is kind of the saddest thing ever. You save lives every day. I do internet marketing, but I have a bigger paycheck than you. I know something's wrong with this world. However, it is what it is. And Not I, at all. You save you save people's lives too by teaching them things. Love, stop. It's true. Just stop. <laughs> so this is why I love him, you guys. He like does these little says things like that every day. So here's the deal, though. I want you to talk just really, just raw, real, honest about what it's like to have a wife that makes a lot more money than you. Now, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. We have a very, very clear understanding of that. Like I know I wouldn't be where I am today without Hobie, but at the end of the day, my paycheck is bigger and Hobie is an alpha male to the core. So I want you to talk about kind of what that's been like over the years. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause it, you know, as it's, as it shifted to you, it was, I was excited about it and it was cool. And I had a few other friends that had said, what a quality problem when I tried to talk to them about it. But I think the hardest part for me was when you really started doing well and we would go meet our accountant, our tax guy. And that was that was a humility that I hadn't experienced in a relationship before. So it was I was always kind of used to some in some form or another having the attention on me and basically everything that I did for an income had nothing to do with our taxes. And that that was definitely a hard thing to transition into. And again, if there are people that I talked to about it that I tried to confide in that told me, oh, what a quality problem. Well, that's easy to say until you're going through it. Right. 
So it, you know, it took, it took a little bit. And I, I think what the saving grace for me was, was that you and I talked about it Yes, because I could have easily turned aggression towards you and, you know, started putting you down to make me feel better. But I told you, yeah, actually, you know, I, I didn't feel good about that. Like I had no input on our taxes because it, it wasn't even enough to make an impact. So, so that, yeah. very humbling. Humbling for sure. And exactly what Hobie said, we started to talk about it. And you, wouldn't you say, babe, that you definitely feel like you have been part of this business as we've grown our business? Would you say that that is true? Yeah, 100%. And it's weird because it's not that he's been a part of the business in terms of making some really big core decisions around how I market or how I teach or the content. And he's not in the day-to-day decision-making. However, any big move I make has always been with Hobie's insight, just as we look at our business and our life and what we want to do. And also, I love that I have brought Hobie in and he is really good friends with my business partner, Devin Duncan. So Devin and Hobie text each other and they talk to each other. And we've gone on vacation with Dev and his wife, Melanie Duncan. So we've all been together. And when Devin and I started to become partners, it was important that Devin said, I want to make sure Hobie feels like he is part of this decision as well, because he is part of this business. And I think that is great as an entrepreneur for you to look at your partner and think they are part of this because if they feel that what you're doing right now is a hobby because you're not making a lot of money, or if they feel it's just some side gig because they are the breadwinner. So your partner looks at what you're doing as just some little side thing you do at night then it's going to be really hard for you to take off and build what you're trying to build. So getting them involved, letting them meet the people you work with, taking them to some events or just letting them see your world is always a good thing. However, Hobie and I have had some weird situations and I promise to bring this up, but I would bring Hobie with me and then I would talk about work the entire time. And how did you feel about that, babe? It can be a little daunting because, you know, I, I really don't know all of the in and outs of your business. Like if somebody wanted to talk about who's working for you, I could tell them that. If they want to talk about business partner, I could tell them that. But I couldn't tell you exactly what you're teaching from one day to the next unless for some reason you and I happened to talk about it that day. So I, I kind of felt myself not really fitting in right. in the areas when we would go to these little soirees. So <laughs> soirees, see how he says that? <laughs> he seems so enthusiastic. So my advice to you is include your partner. Let them meet the people you're working with. Get them part of the conversations. Take them with you on business trips, except if that's not what they want. And that is not what Hobie wants. So we did it a little, and then we realized this isn't fun for us. I felt stressed out the whole time worrying about Hobie. And if he's having a good time, if someone's, if he's talking to somebody, is it going to be too much about work? And he's like, it's like if Hobie brought me to every firefighter convention there was, and I had to talk firefighting with people, I'd be like, get me out of here right now. And so now what we do is I include my work friends into the fun stuff. So we'll have game night at our house and my friends in the industry will come over and Hobie gets to meet everybody. He knows everyone by now, but we have really fun times together. So it's not just about work, but he gets to meet the people that I do business with. 
And then this is so great. Hobie went to James Wedmore's bachelor party where they went. Where, what did you do on that bachelor party? <laughs> we went whitewater rafting. Yeah. So whitewater rafting. My element. Yes. Hobie <laughs> was in his element and I love it. My business partner, Devin, he's kind of like, he likes to be in the woods and he likes to be, you know, in the outdoors. However, he always sticks out. Like he has, what was he wearing? Like Devin was in this nice white shirt and he's crisp pants in the whitewater the rafting. Catching L.L. Bean ensemble. <laughs> no, he'd be so mad if he said that. It was not L.L. Bean. But anyway, <laughs> they were whitewater rafting with Devin and James and Rick Mulready. And there's my husband. And I loved it. I loved every minute about it because they were doing something fun and they liked Hobie enough to include him just because Hobie's good friends with these guys. Or when we went to Blackberry Farm with Michael Hyatt, I had won an affiliate trip to Blackberry Farm and there's Hobie with Jeff Walker and Mike Hyatt and they're just talking about whatever, who knows. But I love that Hobie gets to be in on that world, but he doesn't have to know the business. And I think that's because we've created enough fun stuff. So it's not always business. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Cause I, I definitely think like when there are speaking engagements and different things like that, even though there's a social aspect to it, I definitely think that that's a business engagement. Yeah. So for me to go with you, all I'm doing is not helping your business. Cause you're going to worry about what I'm doing, you know, and then I, here I am, I start not engaging with people and trying to find places to hide or or some right. other place to be. And all it does is create anxiety between the two of us that doesn't need to be there. Yes. And so when I get anxious and I start kind of doing this weird thing where I pick on Hobie, like, why aren't you talking and come over here? And I'm just riding them the whole time. And I hate that about myself and my personality. It's nervousness and anxiousness. So now we just do it different. We do the fun stuff with my friends that are in the industry. But when it's a business conference, when I'm speaking on stage, when I'm at social media marketing world or traffic and conversion, you will not see Hobie there with me because it's not something that we enjoy doing together. And that's cool too. So you just got to find your groove with your partner for sure. Now, Yeah, absolutely. I, I One of the things that I was thinking about with that was, I like to come watch you speak every once in a while, but no way is it conducive to spend an entire day at an event that you're at for the whole day. True. Back in the day when I would do more speaking, you would come to the San Diego stuff and watch me speak, which made me so nervous. So I'm glad I don't do that a lot anymore. Yeah, but you're hot and you're on stage. Stop. Like I had to come. Stop, stop talking now. Okay. So now we're moving on to the next question. And this one is so key. And I'm really curious what you're going to share here because I think you have some good insights around this question. But what advice would you have for a wife or a husband whose spouse is about to launch a new business? And so I'm hoping that some entrepreneurs that are listening might say to their partner, hey, listen to this episode. This might help us with our communication and how we deal with some of the hiccups along the way. So what advice would you give to the wife or husband whose spouse is actually growing the business? Well, I, I mean, like any relationship, regardless of whether it's entrepreneur, spouse, whatever it is, I mean, you got to have communication. It's got to be both ways. I don't feel like either person should be expecting something from the other one. Like if you're expecting it, it you're just it's a resentment waiting to happen. So I think you got to be careful with that. But I to me. It's you're making a commitment as a spouse that you need to be 100% in. Like, I, I can't imagine that this would have been 
that we would have wound up where we are, like that this could have been this successful if I hadn't made a conscious decision to say I'm 100 percent in. Like at no point that I do accept that. I always I always think that one's funny, but you can't say I'm behind you 100 percent except that. Right. Or except for that, because if you're doing that, you're already going in with reservations. And if you're going in with reservations, you're going to have resentments. I mean, it's only nothing. Your spouse could do nothing wrong. The entrepreneur could do nothing wrong. And you're already going to be angry at them. Right. So I feel like you got to you you have to be 100 percent in 100 percent of the time because and I, you'd have to either agree with me on this aim or tell me that I'm off on on what I think the number is. But I think you're 40% of the success of the business. Interesting. Like, tell me more. Well, I mean, you're doing the work. You're brilliant in what you do. But at the same time, if there weren't things getting taken care of outside of the business, here in the house, in our relationship, you know, just little things, you know, being able to be a sounding board for certain things to help you come up with teaching strategies or anything that you need someone who's not right there in the situation to talk to about something. I feel like there would have been a lot of wrong decisions if we hadn't been there to do it together. Yes. Um, and, and if I was always worried about myself, I wouldn't have been there for you. It's not, so true. Not, not when you needed me anyway. I do think, and this is something I've never even thought about or talked about before until you just said something that sparked it for me. And I believe that as you have supported me through these years that you've put your ego aside when I was being particularly difficult or when the light was shining on me or when my time felt more important than your time, and that's me dictating that, it's not the truth, I feel like you put your ego aside knowing that I was, and I'm speaking for you, so tell me if I'm wrong here, but knowing that I was really working hard towards something that could benefit our entire family do you feel like there were times that you had to put your ego aside? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But I, I think it was that 100%. Like I made a 100% commitment to help you in any way that I could for you to be successful. And sometimes that's what it is. It's biting the bullet, maybe letting you vent at me when it's not me that you need to vent at, you know, like just little things that I was able to not take personal and be able to be able to roll with it. Yeah. And and I do think that that's humility. I think it's being humble and it's not easy being humble. And And let's just be clear that I'm not always crazy, right? No, not a, <laughs> not at all. And one and that's on the flip side, I'm speaking from a spouse part, but what I needed as a spouse, you gave me. Like every time that there were things coming on like that a launch or something that was taking all of your time, you would tell me I'm sorry that this has taken so long. I know that all my time right now is on the business. I'm sorry. Even that little acknowledgement was great. Because I think if you had been the type of person that was, you know, you should do that because I'm doing this. If you had done that at any point of this, I'm not so sure I could have been as humble as I was. Because I think you were fantastic at being able to acknowledge that to me. And then like what you and I talked about making time for one another. Yes. So that reminds me the whole making time for one another. I want you to talk about that because 
Recently, over the last few months, I don't know where we heard this in the first place, so we didn't make it up ourselves, but Hobie and I do this thing at the beginning of every month. And I ask him, what could I do that would make me a better wife to you? And he would ask, what can I do to be a better husband to you? Like, what do you need from me? And then we ask our son, Cade, what can we do to be a better mom or better dad? So we ask this all around. Cade hasn't really asked what I can do to be a better kid, but- It goes one way with the kid. I never thought about that part. So Hobie and I ask each other this at the beginning of every month. And this month you shared something with me that I thought was just so insightful. So let's tell them what you said to me. For me, it was because we're, we're on two different schedules and I work 24 hours. Sometimes you work 24 hours as an entrepreneur, but I think that you would be going from a web, a live webinar to a phone call to something else. And I would be off from work and you weren't around. So I would get involved in a house project or, or something that I'd been wanting to do for a while. And then all of a sudden you would have a free hour and you would come to me and be like, how come, you know, I want to hang out with you right now, but you don't want to hang out. And we've that was when I think we both had a major aha moment and you have to make time. And when I say you have to make time, I mean, if you're the entrepreneur, it's your business. So there has to be a time frame where you go, honey, tonight at 7 PM, I'm shutting it down. It's just you and I for the rest of the night. And then you both commit to nothing else is going to be going on, but the two of you from say seven o'clock on. And I sometimes thought that was really cool that you I, brought that I up. think it's great. Like and, I, to well, me, at least it makes me not be resentful. You know, you get resentful that I don't drop everything and I'm with you at that time. And I don't get resentful that you're not making time. Right. So I thought it was just like when I had free time, because Hobie has more free time on the days he's off that I could just be like, all right, let's hang out. And then I thought, well, what the heck? Why are you busy? Like you could do that at any other time, but that's not fair. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's easy for us to get selfish with our time and everybody else's time because we're working our buns off. Like I know how you feel. I know that you are working so many hours, you're juggling a million things, and it's easy to get resentful if somebody else doesn't have time for you when you think, do you know how hard it is for me to make this time? So I realized I was being so selfish and Hobie's like, just tell me a time. I'll be ready for you. But we got to commit to a certain time instead of just whenever you're free. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm so glad you shared that with me. Yeah, I think it, it just adds value to both of you. I think so too. And it, I think there's got to be this mutual respect. And that's what I wanted to bring up. I think the most throughout these different questions with you is that there has to be a mutual respect that... I respect Hobie, what he's doing in his business. I am committed to supporting his dreams and what he wants to do. And I know that he respects me and what I'm doing. And sometimes what I'm doing feels bigger than everything else because it's so intense, so stressful. I'm sacrificing so much. But if you look at your family, everybody else is sacrificing along with you. And it's easy to forget that. And I know I've missed that along the way. So I thought we could just do a little rapid fire of some of the things that we do in our relationship and that we've learned along the way. We haven't always been this solid. It was very rocky in the beginning till kind of Hobie realized how to deal with my craziness. And I realized to stop being so selfish with my time and how I wanted to run this business without including him. So we learned that early on. 
One, I think we're totally committed to each other's dreams. And so, like I said, when he wanted to become a firefighter, I was all in. And when I wanted to do this, he was all in. So I love that Hobie was talking about, you got to be all in, you got to support your entrepreneur and vice versa as well. I also think Hobie that we are in this together. So we remember the days that we had credit card debt in the first two years. We remember the hard times. (laughs) And I read somewhere that when you're in a relationship, if you talk about the hard times, like back when, or you talk about when you first met or those stories back when it actually strengthens your relationship. So we've had those moments where we're sitting in our spa. So remember, Hobie and I came from a really small condo that we lived in for many, many years before we got to buy our dream home. And so these days it might be like late at night and we get in the spa together and it's overlooking our house. And how many times, Hobie, have we had the conversation like, how is this our life? Every single time. I know. I I don't think we ever forget that. And that's great. So if you're in the rough times right now, if you're in the tough times and things are rocky and stressful, just know that once you get to a time like where we are now, where things are easier, never perfect, let's not be crazy, but they're easier for us right now that you can look back and you see how far you've come. And I think that's why, Hobie, we're so strong because holy cow, we've been through some rough patches, especially when it came to money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I love that. And also I'm just kind of going through some things kind of to wrap up some of the stuff Hobie and I talked about, but I think another one is laughing a lot. Like Hobie is naturally silly. You guys are getting him at his most serious right now. (laughs) But if you watched my Instagram stories, you see that the first thing he did when he got near my podcast equipment is he thought he was a rapper. And so he liked to do a little beatbox into my microphone and he's usually never serious. But I love that because I'm way too serious at times. Would you agree? I am literally duct taped in this chair right now (laughs) so that I can seem a little more professional for this. I still hear you kind of bouncing around. I'm bouncing. I know. I could hear it. So we laugh a lot and we don't do tons of stuff. We don't travel the world a lot. We aren't super busybodies, so we really like to be at home. But we're always finding something that is fun for us to do that is away from the work. And I absolutely love that. And then the other thing is that I think that we show appreciation a lot. So this is something that I want to talk to the girl bosses out there, the lady entrepreneurs that are building their businesses and they're married or they have a partner. And one thing I learned right before I met Hobie, so it was like timing perfect. I was still working at Tony Robbins and I was working this event called Date with Destiny. And Date with Destiny was an event or is an event, he still does it, where there's one day that they talk only about the masculine and the feminine. And I learned so much from that because all the girl bosses out there, we have to get to a place where we tap into being a little bit aggressive and go getter and go, go hustle, hustle, hustle. You guys know how I feel about that word. I hate it, but it is part of building the business. And what happens is if you're always in that mode and then you go and you step out of your home office and there's your husband and you come at him with that kind of masculine energy that you do need at times as you grow your business. But when you bring it into your relationship, there's times, Hobie, that I'm sure you were like, holy cow, step back a bit. Yeah. I, and, and that, again, I, that was something that was good for you and I to learn together. But it, was, it also took you recognizing it, but it took me telling you. 
Yes, like, exactly. You know, you'd come at me with that attitude and I would literally, instead of just walking away as angry as I could possibly be, I would have to call you out on it. And that's what I love. And it doesn't always come, Hobie's like thinking about the times that maybe I wasn't being so nice, but even just that overall kind of take charge attitude, what I learned through Date With Destiny, and not all of you are going to agree with me, and that's okay. We can just totally agree to disagree. But what I learned is that I like to not always be in that go, go, go mode. And I want to be the girl in our relationship. And I like Hobie being the boy. And we have those moments as well where I can kind of step away from the business and just come into my own like that. And I know I can see him just come to me with open arms. Our relationship is so much easier that way versus me always being in that high stress, aggressive kind of place. So, and I love what you said, Hobie, that you had to kind of point it out like, whoa, babe, like soften up a little bit. We don't need to be in that kind of energy right now. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm, I'm always entertained when I hear people describing like that they want a strong personality like theirs and their significant others. And I'm like, do you understand what two super strong personalities would do in the same room together? It's true. In both of us, I would say, babe, we have strong personalities, but yeah. I think that you are able to, Hobie like chooses his battles. He shows up in that strong personality when it's absolutely necessary Whereas I probably choose to be there a little bit more than I need to. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, probably. And That's I love that right. though. I love it because it kind of balances each other out though. So I guess I wanted to say I'm being a little careful about this part of the conversation because at the same time, I'm a feminist and I stand behind women can do anything in this world. And I'm not saying you always have to be feminine. I'm just saying there's a time and a place as you grow your business, make sure you just don't live in the masculine. No one ever wants to do that. And so I don't think it's going to help anybody. So just be aware of it. Does that sound okay, Hobie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's good because I've seen you. I've seen you have to be in situations where you had to be that take charge. You know, this is how it's going to be person. Oh, so, I do it in my business all the time. I guess I just yeah. am saying I don't need to do it in my relationship as well. Right. And I think you're good at that. I, th I think that we definitely talk our way through. We both try to pay attention to the other. And it's pretty obvious to each of us because of how much we communicate when we're on a topic that's important. So you can't, like you just said about choosing your battles, every battle is not your battle to win. Yes. So you, you really just need to figure out what really is important and what isn't important. Because if everything feels important to you, you're the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that is a very good point. Okay, so I think we covered it all. I cannot thank you enough, Hobie, for coming on the show. I know this isn't your favorite thing, and I know it was a little uncomfortable, but I think it was so valuable for everyone to hear from you because I talk about you all the time, and I call you my hunky husband all the hunky time. Hunky husband? Do you like it? Hunky husband. <laughs> Isn't that I, a good one? Yeah, that's kind of good. <laughs> he, Hobie does not listen to my podcast, so he is not aware that he is part nah. of these conversations. Well, I definitely think you're going to need to come over here and cut this duct tape off me. This is <laughs> as long as I've ever sat in my life. I know. So we'll wrap it up. But thank you, babe, so much. I love you to the moon and back. And thank you so much for supporting me on this journey. I love you too, my super successful hot wife. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. So there you have it. Hobie Porterfield has left the building, 
but I wanted to take a minute to first thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you tuned into this extra unique interview that I've never done anything like this before, but I'm so glad that you got to meet Hobie because he's a big part of my life and I wanted to share him with you as well. The second thing I'll say is that if you were in a regular job, going to a nine to five every day, then you likely wouldn't have the same challenges, obstacles, needs, and wants that you have as a growing entrepreneur. You have a unique situation and it's going to mean that you need to communicate at a whole different level with your partner. You need to let them know what you want, what you need, where you're struggling and how they can best support you. And on the flip side, you need to listen to them because as an entrepreneur, you are bringing an extra level of stress to the relationship. I think that is just a fact. And so with that, your spouse or your partner might need something a little bit different from you. And I think that's what I've learned over the years that I need to be really in tune with what Hobie needs and what he wants and how we communicate together around these really unique challenges that a lot of my friends that have JOBs do not have to deal with. We have a special situation and we need to treat it as such. And that's exactly why I wanted to do this interview with Hobie today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I cannot wait to see you here again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. Okay, so I'm we're not starting yet, but I'm recording. Do you feel comfortable over there? I think I'm ready. Here we go. Hobie Porterfield, welcome to my podcast. Oh man. Thanks for having me, Amy Porterfield. Okay, first of all, you need to be a little bit normal. Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. So time out. We're starting over. Then okay. You were <laughs> Hobie, be normal. You started out really hot right there, like a little bit too hot. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Hobie Porterfield, welcome to the show. I am honored to be here, Amy Porterfield. <laughs> I knew you're gonna act dorky. Come on, act serious. Let's start over. And don't have that dorky voice. If you guys could see the look he just gave me. Interviews get shaky right out of the gate. <laughs> Okay, we'll be serious. Here we go.